0: In today's episode, once again, we're speaking to Kimba Cooper-Martin. Kimba is a successful, innovative, and creative entrepreneur based in Bristol. Kimba has been using gamification in her personal and business life to improve results and meet her goals as long as she can remember. Gamification has enabled Kimba to improve all aspects of her business, leading to more sales and greater results for everyone involved, whether it's engagement of social media posts, an increase in number of people complete, completing her courses or showing up for live online events, better participa- uh, participant retention in her challenges and memberships, or getting higher quality testimonials. And in today's episode, Kimba shares her secrets of how of how you can use gamification in your business to improve your results. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame, and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. welcome welcome this is girl khan your money mindset expert and once again we have the amazing we have the beautiful we have the wonderful and charming kimber uh cooper cooper martin welcome kimber hi thanks for having me back Kimma, everyone's heard how how amazing you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Well, I explained a brief summary in the last episode, but I'll try and do it again.
1: Um, So I am a gamification specialist. Essentially, I help um, people who run online courses, online um, memberships and launches to improve and get better results using tools and elements that are taken from the game world.
0: Awesome. Fantastic. And that's the actually point of our topic today. We are talking about growing with gamification. Now, what what do you mean by grow with gamification? Which area of you of your life are you referring to when you say grow? So you can use gamification for pretty much anything. You
1: I use it personally. I've used it to exercise more, to read more, to get better results in my business. My personal focus is helping businesses to get better results from their courses from their online launches from their memberships from social media um, because that's where I have previous experience so it made sense to go into those areas but what I would say is if you're interested after after this and you're like I don't have any of those things but you want to gamify some other area of your life is to ask yourself the question is it inherently motivating so for example if somebody was to say to me uh, if you eat chocolate every day for the next 31 days, I'll give you a prize. I'm going to do it. Okay. And I'm going to be happy doing it. I'm going to eat chocolate every day for those 31 days and I'm going to get that prize. Now, at the end of that 31 days, if they say, well, someone somewhere wrote a book that said if you do a habit for 31 days, it sticks. So you don't need a prize anymore. We're going to leave you to just keep eating chocolate every day. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't get a prize. I don't know if I'm going to bother eating it every day, every night. You know, it's. It's hard work eating the same thing every day. I don't know if I'm going to bother. Whereas if there was no prize to begin with, because I like eating chocolate anyway, I would happily have carried on eating chocolate regardless. So try not to use gamification to gamify things that you find fun, that you find engaging, that you find inherently motivating anyway. Take things that are boring, that are challenging, that are hard work, that you don't want to do, that you are putting off. Gamify those things because you will get much better results, and you're not going to see that reduction in motivation because you didn't have any to start with.
0: Let's talk about let's t- let's use an example, Kimala. Okay, so, for example. Let's, we'll talk about putting in business afterwards, but let's start with one thing I know you've done yourself, which you, you've mentioned before on Friday and today as well. You use gamification to read more or to exercise more. Two habits that I think every single person should have. So let's talk us through how can you gamify that? How can you, how did you, how did you use gamification to actually exercise more or to read more? Give us a, talk us through that example. Well, I gave you a, an exercise example in the last one. So
1: let's, let's go into the reading example. Okay. So. So- Um, when I decided to pivot into gamification I was like I need to read everything I can about gamification to make sure that I'm not missing anything because although I do it naturally Mm -hmm. there's bound to be things that other people have done before that I would have probably made the same mistake if I didn't read the book but I'll be honest with you gamification books are really boring like really boring okay so you have you have tend to have two types of gamification professionals generally speaking one is the academics like serious academics they've gone they are teaching gamification in in university so their books are dry and they are written academically okay and then the other side is gamers so you've got ex-gamers or current gamers and they've got their own jargon and they're hard to get through so i was like right i need to figure out a way to to make myself do this reading so I would put little things in place. So first obvious thing is to put the time in the diary every day. Mm. But it's, e- it's easy to forget a diary of mine. Yeah. It's easy to over. Yeah. So I created myself a little chart. So for each book, so let's say, I don't know, just pick a book around. Me. So I've got this book behind me. This is just ICA Guy. So I would go and I would look at how many pages there are. So this book has got... 185 pages so then I would say right I want to read that book in two weeks so I would do a calculation I'm not going to do it now because I'm not Mm -hmm, not, yeah I get it but yeah how many pages do I need to do each day to get through that and then I'd create myself a chart with a picture of the book on it and each day and I'd have the date and I would go through my calendar I'd be like I can't read on these days I'll be quite sensible about it and so it's very simple you're giving yourself a streak which is a gamification tool which you see in games all the time and if any of you use something like Duolingo or if you use any um any apps to help you reduce smoking or reduce drinking or anything like that you'll see this you've been doing this for this many days Mm. so then I would be able to tick off each day when i had done it and just that little action of ticking something off to-do list is like the nicest feeling in the world and now i don't need to give myself a reward at the end because i'm the kind of person like my nas- natural personality type is of achiever so i mm. want to get to the end and once i've achieved it i'm like yes i've ticked off a, a, bu- a book um but i am also on goodreads so when i finish the book i go on to goodreads and like another like little dose of i don't know serotonin is the right uh, right right thing but it would be it would be serotonin is really happy making yeah, is going on there and going, you know, I have finished this book. So I'd go into Goodreads and I'd say I finished this book. And it's so simple. And I created it in Canva and it took me like five minutes and I just change it every time I read a book. It's very, very simple. Um, but it meant that I got through so many books in a short amount of time and it meant that I fit it in every day and it meant that. I wasn't going, oh gosh, I should read that blooming book or looking at that stack of books that I should be getting to. Now that worked for me because I'm the kind of person that likes a streak. I'm Mm. the kind of person who likes ticking things off, but not everybody does. So what's really important is to think when I have achieved something in the past, what did I do? What motivated me? What made me stick to it? Now, it could be, you know, we discussed briefly in the last programme about deadlines. Mm. So it could be that you have a book from the library and so you have a deadline to get it back so you do that you give yourself a deadline to read it by and then you you know if you want to you create yourself a sticker chart so instead of ticking you could add stickers or whatever Um, now that is a very manual way of doing it you could of course create a spreadsheet you could create um, an app that does it for you You could do all this stuff what I like to do with gamification is give people the options of doing things Mm -hmm. really low tech if they want to so they can just get it done rather than being like oh I can't possibly do that yet because I've not created my app yet so you've given yourself another another tool for procrastination which is not what you
0: Hmm. okay so what i'm hearing is it's actually is oxytocin that was released so if you as you as you do these tasks and you you know you have this sense of achievement oxytocin is released and you feel the sense of self-love self-achievement self it's all about you know feeling the energy of love and achievement and self-appreciation and as that grows any 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 behavior that's you know um focused on and 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 reinforced and and felt in in the depths of your soul you want to repeat because you want to repeat that feeling again so when when oxytocin is released you feel so happy and you feel so elated and feel so you feel so happy and, and elated you want to repeat that process again when you read the next book and so this is what i'm understanding from you that you 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 do a process which makes you happy at the end of the day, which re- gives you a sense of achievement, and that sense of achievement or that sense of happiness may come from different ways. With you, it's that charts or whatever else. Somebody else could be okay. Someone I read them my book or whatever they're doing. I'm going to go and buy myself and I'm, I'm going to watch a movie For, for example, I, I, a movie because I'm a big movie. Star. It doesn't matter which movie is it, Hollywood, Bollywood, yeah. Lollywood. I don't care where you're from. I love movies. So if I once I've done this, read this book and you know, I've given myself some brain food, I'm going to go and watch that movie, either Netflix, Prime or maybe even go cinema. Who knows? Let's go cinema. As you find, figure out ways to give you that sense of achievement that's like oh little price. Um for some someone like you, you don't need the price because the, the sense of doing it is enough. But some other a lot of people need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a reward at the end. And that reward is very subjective. It's whatever makes them happy. And, and you know, like for example, you know, all you know when you when you have all these different diet groups, you always have a cheat day. You know, you have a day when you have time off. Again, to reward yourself plus also to have a break from the, the what you've been doing. There's a matter where the idea is for you to have the sense of achievement and the, then you celebrate it with whatever, whatever you want to do, you know, watch a movie or whatever else. And then you can come back when you've ha- had that feeling, you come back and you repeat the process because you want that feeling again. The reward isn't important. The thing isn't important. It's a sense of feeling again. And that's what gamification is. Is that Am I right? Is that is that what happens? Yes, for some people. <laughs> okay.
1: So obviously, that's that's my type down to t. I'm the Mm -hmm. kind of person who thrives off achievement. For some people, they get their highs, they get their personal achievement. I suppose from social interaction. Okay. So they're like in that situation. I'm trying to think of a situation whereby, like maybe they would set up a book group, whereby they would go and meet up with those people every week, and they will have read a certain amount of pages, and. That they get their reward so to speak from that meeting mm. rather than from the actual book reading or from the actual achievement at the end mm. so It really does depend on the kind of personality you are. And there will be in every audience, in your audience, in in my audience, in every group of people, there'll be a proportion of those people who will be there because they want to socialize with other people. They want opportunities to network more than they want to achieve something. So Mm. the achieving of something for them is more of a like secondary bonus. To the act of interacting with somebody. Now, the other thing that you could do um, if you were that kind of personality is um, you could read the book in order to help somebody else understand it. Mm. So, you could find somebody else who wants to learn and you could read it so that you could teach it. Because that way, you're getting your, you know, whatever the happiness hormone is, mm. um, the oxytocin, the serotonin, or whatever, you could get that from helping that person. So, you're reading in order to get that feeling from helping. Mm. So, yeah, it's different depending on the kind of person you are. But that's in essence what it is, is figuring out who the people are, figuring out what motivates them, figuring out what demotivates them and then creating a project, a course, a membership, whatever your thing is, that is built to consider all of those different types of personalities rather than just being for one. So like in the instance that I gave you, the example I gave you of helping myself to read was based on me because I know (laughs) what motivates me. Yeah but my other half wouldn't do that like not in a million years would I catch him doing a tick off thing he gets he laughs at me he's like have you just added something to your to-do list so you can tick it off again I'm like maybe (laughs) you know so he's got a very different set of motivations and I think that's the hardest part sometimes is realizing what it is that motivates all of the Mm. people in the audience but you can survey them you can ask the questions and you can look at what works and what doesn't work and figure it out from that so you can try different things and be like that worked that didn't work. maybe they're motivated by this more than
0: this mm. as you were to- I think as you were talking, I was thinking about you know because I run these workshops um at regular intervals and I think one of the things we we, we do is and we have done this in the, in the past is offer prices for those who are most engaged um those one who share the most I remember this one time. And we had, and I didn't do it again after that for this reason, you know, so, so the person who shares the most wins, you know, like in terms of what they learned, the aha moments, whatever, um, they would get this prize. And it, funny enough, um, we had this one person who just gave, I did this, and I did that, and I had this, and it just became just craziness. Like, you know, they the, the it was an amazing thing to share, but it was just even small things like, you know, they were, they, they bombarded us with with the wins. And I thought, okay, maybe not have that <laughs> as 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 one of the one of one of the one of the criteria. And we normally just say, okay, share your wins and other things. But I have found that when we when we open the group up, when we when we actually set them up again, you know, not, not necessarily set them up against each other, but there's a prize at the end for the one who's shared the most or got the aha the moment, or, you know, the aha moments or who have who has done something. When there's a prize for it, more people take part, more people actually come come and contribute. And it becomes it becomes a game. So I've never used the word gamification until I've spoken to you before, but it is it's gamification. They they to they want to interact more. They want to share more. They want to learn more, and somehow they pay attention more to what I say. You know, they they're listening more. So yeah, it does it does work. And I, I, I was thinking in real life situation, it definitely works. And we all play games or we all do things. You know, as um, even as adults. I know one of my 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 thing is I, I love solitaire as I have as a child, so I play solitaire on my phone, and it's something that I would do just every night. Just and the way I say it, it's it's it, it, I, I, I there's very little time that I spend on anything that I think isn't worthwhile doing, but I spend that time on it because my my justification to myself is this is making my brain work. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm using my brain, so it's making my brain work. So this is good fun for that. I mean, I'm sure it is to to some extent. But that's my thing. But I love, in the end, I've got to win and I have to do it in a certain amount of time. Oh, I've won. That's it, done. It's my little dopamine, you know, thing. Oh, I've got my thing. I'm Okay, I'm happy now. I'm going to go off to the next thing and go, oh, you know, go read, do my five, 10 minute reading and then I'm going to go sleep. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. But we do that throughout our life. And I'm, as, as I was talking, as you were talking, I was looking at my life in general. We do a lot of the things we do subconsciously without even thinking about mm-hmm. it. And, uh, you know, uh, for example, you know, if you lose away, you will go and get a new wardrobe. Um, so that's, that's, that's a challenge for yourself. Or, you know setting the target up for 30 days or 90 days or you know I, I'm not, I'm always setting up tasks for my kids at the moment so at the moment I've've I've, I've taken away their pocket money and said to them in order for them to get pocket money they have to give me book reports so you know they but then that is a game you know they have to do this and it's it's all it's a gamification in a different form I'm not sure they're really happy about it but they have no choice um they want the money the money price at the end. But that's how I'm sort of teaching and working with them. If that was a lot more effective than me screaming and them read, 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 read. Mm-hmm. That process is like, okay. Oh, and I've got magazines for them, like Money Magazine or the, the, the Weekly Journal or Junior Journal or something for kids. They're happy reading those now because they know they've got prize at the end. They've got money coming at the end. When it was money just for the sake of, you know, they've got the pocket money anyway or uh, something else, they, then they weren't doing it. Whereas. I don't believe in giving – I know there's some parents who give who, who say you know they do chores and then they give money, but I have my I, I have hesitations about chores and money. But, again, that is also a form of gamification, isn't it? A hundred percent. It is. It is. I, I want to come back to a
1: couple of points you made, actually. So, mm-hmm. firstly, on the solitaire thing, I also play solitaire pretty much every night. Now, you say I don't spend any time doing things that are frivolous or whatever. Every game – have a look – every single game is teaching you something. Mm. that is what it is okay so chess is teaching you about war strategy risk is teaching yeah. you about war strategy solitaire is teaching you planning skills organizational skills strategy because you're thinking ahead mm-hmm. it's teaching you lots of skills so you are actually learning you are improving your brain every night by doing that oh. it's very you know think about it like what else are you learning whilst you're doing it because you have to think ahead you have to think about all these things every game that you do is teaching you something it might not be a useful skill but it is teaching you something. And usually they're quite base level things as well. Mm. Um, but I also want to come back to the thing you said about when you let everyone into a challenge group. I assume it's a challenge group. Mm. Uh, and you give them two competitions. Everybody does that. Like, I've been, I I I do it as well. So um, the engagement challenge and the um, referral challenge. Okay, mm. so you said or the um sharing your wins so we had the same problem with the engagement one where we said we'll give a prize to the most engaged person and somebody went through and liked every single comment they responded to everything and but you could see they were just gaming the system they were just trying to win the prize they weren't doing it in the spirit that it was intended which was to get them to interact more for their own benefit so um a simple A simple TNC you can add into every competition that you now run from now on is... (laughs) add it to to say that you have to do it in the spirit of the competition because then that can be then straight away they go oh actually why are they why are they asking me to engage why are they asking me to share my wins and it's because we want you to get more out of it we want you to look into you know engaging with other people because the more you engage with other people the more connections you make the better it's going to be for your business the more that you share your wins the more that you're going to try and get more wins so you get more for your business. It's not really about tick, you know, tick box exercise. It's not about in you know liking as many things as you can so that you can win the prize because that's defeats the object. The idea is if you're naturally engaging, you're going to get more results even if you don't win the prize. So yeah, definitely add that TNT, you know, in the spirit that it was intended rather than just for the sake of it. it it's um yeah, it's a tough one. But people will always try and game the system. It is, it is something that people will always do and you always have to think when you're creating any kind of competition any kind of you know thing where people can win always think how are they going to try and break this because they will it's human nature like to rig the system right yeah it's human nature you always want to look how can I get to the end the quickest like you know, I watch videos on, on double speed if I can't, if I can bear it. I'll
0: watch them emit like 1.5 speed because I want to get through things as quickly as possible. I you... do that. I, I, I then because the, 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 I speak fast and most people speak very slowly yeah. for me. So I need them to speed up. So I end up that, that, and that's that reason actually. I'm going to, for that very reason, I try to avoid live because I'm like, they're going to be too slow <laughs> for me. They're too fast for me. I put, <laughs> I watch the replay because I can, you know, speed up
1: through it exactly but we're always looking for hacks so to speak we're always looking for ways to Mm. get through this as quickly as possible to get to the end and we forget sometimes that the reason we're there is to learn or the reason we're there Mm. is to achieve x y and z instead we're trying to get through it as quickly as possible because we need to feed the kids or we need to like you know get to the dentist or we need to get to x y and z and you forget the reason why you're there so you know as game designers for one of the best phrase as gamification designers no matter what your game is, no matter how small, think, how are they going to try and break this? Like I put it in all of my consultation documents for my customers. We have a section on how people are going to cheat because we know how they're going to cheat. But we, all, we usually say, but if they do this, it's kind of their own fault. You know, that it's only themselves they're cheating. So, you know, as long as you outlay those things at the beginning. So if you say, look, you know, of course you can try and game the system and like every post if you want to, but A, we're going to see it and we're going to disqualify you and B, you're only cheating yourself. Mm. Like yeah, it
0: doesn't think... really affect us. It's just annoying. <laughs> it's it just be there's there some people who are who they are, and that they, they they that's how they they behave. But that's a really really interesting actually to think about it because I think the I, and I'm looking back now, and I uh, there are there are workshops we've done when we haven't introduced this factor, and the engagement has been low, and the you know the wins um, you know shared have not been that great. And there are others when when we've introduced it, the engagement has been a lot higher, and the the results people have got themselves average has been a lot better. So yeah, gamification does really play a part, and it's an important part to play in um, when you run these challenges. I, I just like avoiding the the. I I, I like to keep it authentic as real, but then I think now I think maybe you know just because of the few bad apples you don't take the gamification away from the rest of them because i just thought it's not worth it i think i think i think adding that point in the, in the spirit of um of the uh, uh, the spirit of the of the workshop it ended, yeah. yeah it is intended. So i think then so we can disqualify people who just are doing it for the sake of it because i remember we were bombarded with some, this one person i thought oh my god that was a bit overwhelming like why but yeah, it definitely it definitely um can play a part and i think when people do play games it allows them to enjoy the process mm-hmm. um you know which which is part of the thing you should enjoy what you're doing whatever the, the whatever, you, whatever it is and developing a habit is is it's really important. So, what we'll recommend some things? You know, that for for people, for example, who you know who do have online courses, you know, challenges. Yeah, we have discussed this already. But what if someone has an online course and they are struggling to get people from A to Z. And um, say for example, it's on your like you said you've got an IG one. Um, so if you ha- if you know that people if, if well if they go from a to Z or a to Z on your um on your program, they're going to have 10,000 followers, but they know that the price is ten thousand followers but they're still not getting the ten thousand followers. what's the what's give us an example run down an example of what you would do to get them to you know go through the entire program because once they've gone through the program they probably get the results. it's just getting them through the damn program.
1: Okay, so we don't do anything to do with Instagram anymore, but we did used to run a challenge and then a course on Instagram. We do all gamification stuff now. That's entirely Mm. the whole business. I couldn't tell you everything that we do from A to Z to get them from one place to another because, one, we haven't got enough time. And, like, no, we haven't got anywhere near enough time.
0: And, two, what works for my audience
1: wouldn't necessarily work for you.
0: Ah, so this is the key. You need to to work out what works for your audience and yeah. i suppose yeah that makes sense because depending on what niche it is i mean people i mean i'm in the mindset niche mm-hmm. so you know the kind of the and also these people tend to be spiritual entrepreneurs and so forth they're very much spiritually connected because i do a lot of energy work that kind of audience is going to be very different from somebody like gary v's who are go 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 go. And oh yeah, hustle, 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 hustle. yeah so it's a, it's a complete different um and uh, i i would guess that the amount of people in
1: your audience is going to be m- like that are collaborative people that prefer to work together to get to, a- to achieve a aim is going to be much higher than in somebody like Gary V's program, which mm-hmm. is going to be a much more competitive environment, in which case you want leaderboards, you want competitions, you want yeah. badges, you want, you know, you want the kinds of things that are going to encourage people that want mm-hmm. to achieve above everybody else, no matter what, you know, even mm-hmm. if, Sorry, I slammed the table then. But, you know, like for a bit of emphasis, yeah. um, you know, no matter what, even if it even if it means other people drowning at the bottom. Yeah. Whereas your community is going to be much more around how can we create an environment where they can collaborate, where they can work together to help each other to achieve a thing because they yeah. are much more of that kind of personality. Exactly. So what would work for me isn't necessarily going to work for you. But you need to think about a couple of things. So you need to think about the two whys.
0: Mm-hmm. so why
1: am I doing it so in this case in the example you've given the why you are doing it is to help more people get to the end of the course mm-hmm. but the why could be to get more testimonials the why could be um, to get more of them to buy your vip package at the end mm-hmm. the why could be lots of different things but the, that why that first why which is all about you is a business objective and fun could be a great outcome but it's not the objective so lots of people come to me and they say kimber i want to make my course more fun and i'm like what's the actual problem like what's the actual thing you're trying to solve because fun isn't it like mm-hmm. Funds a great outcome, but that's not the business objective. And the second why is why should they care? Mm. Why should your audience care? Why should they be interested? Like, if you're creating a social media post that's got a poll in it, why should they stop in the middle of their day and respond to your poll? If you're creating a, a share to win competition and the prize isn't that great, why should they care? Like, really think about it. Would you care enough to take that action if you're busy, if you're on the school run, if you're like, you know, X, Y, and Z? why should they care? And really think about this. You know your audience better than anyone else. And if you don't, you should be surveying them more. You should be mm. spending more time getting to know them. Why should they care? Like they're busy people. They're probably, you know, some people they might be drowning with a million things to do. They might be juggling everything. Or they might just be like, I'm not busy, but that doesn't appeal to me. Why should I care? So really think the two whys, like why
0: why am I doing it? And why should they care? Okay, fantastic. All right. And then that's, and, and based I know I think the one thing you said here was, which, which hit me hard, was you should be aware of the, the level of consciousness of your of your audience. I think this is a key. If you are trying to serve a particular audience, you need to be aware of where they are consciously, where they are emotionally, and obviously to some extent where they are financially. These are these are things that you need to be aware of and you need to cater to a particular audience. This comes from basics or you know, business one-on-one, so it's not something yeah. you don't need to discuss here. Anybody who has a business has to be aware of these three things. And if you're not, then you need to go and, Spend some more time researching to see what kind of audience you have, and if you don't have the audience that you want to serve, then you, you then you pivot your 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 messaging to you get to the audience that you want to serve. And then once you have an audience, then you need to 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 work out what basically what you know what makes them tick, what makes them mm-hmm. happy, what makes them you know go out and take action, what makes them just, you, know, start, you know stay back and procrastinate for two hours or three hours or two months. It's becoming uh, aware of and understanding your audience, and then. Designing a, a game, or you know, gamifying your programs or your workshops or your you know whatever retreats, etc., in a way that can serve your um, you know best serve your audience. And I think I think the the bigger you are, the more celebrity notion you have, the more people listen to you. So because I remember we literally I went to Joe Dispenza's um, retreat recently. And there were two and a half thousand people in that one. It was, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. You know, it was one of the largest one he's done recently. And it was in London. I'm in London, so it was easy for just, you know, 20 minutes down the road for me. And so I, in there, there were two and a half thousand people and the, the order and the things they did and everything else, but because his audience is very similar to mine, people did it because they, you know, especially the, 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 the healing times when you were healing individuals, you know, there were, there were. There were healies and the healers and the healies were about 280. The rest of them were all healers to get 2,200 people to line up to first, you know, get themselves in a the state and then to line up and come in and then quietly sit, you know, go and find places and to, so there were eight, each. there was a, for each pod, there were eight eight seats, eight here, eight here, four here, four here, The eight, 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 eight healers for each of the healies. To be able to coordinate that, obviously it was organized very well, I have to say. But more than that, it's the people who are coming in, the healers, 2,200 people, getting them in in a short span of time to be able to go and sit there and be able to perform this healing. It's that audience and knowing it. And they didn't, all of them did it, not because they were going to get any rewards themselves, but because they they want to give, they want to help. And I remember, that was for me, that was the highlight for each other from seven days, three days, we did the, the healing thing and that was one of the highlights for me because I know I'm a healer and I in being in that environment healing people and getting the results that's that was a reward mm-hmm. so it depends it really does depend on your audience you don't really have to give them a carrot at the end the inner feeling what they feel every single person was moved a lot of people were crying and not only just the healies, the healers were crying the, the experience was so moving and this is that's important so being aware of how your audience would be and sometimes a lot of times i think we 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 underestimate the power of humanity in people you know giving just giving the sheer aspect of giving someone some part of their energy and helping them or doing whatever and um, creating that comma uh, you know command uh, uh, commander the word i'm losing my thing but Comanality? no no um, camaraderie? camaraderie that's the word it was good. i was missing it so that 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 itself is enough reward for people, especially if they are certain, you know, from certain demographic, they're certain kind of people who are spirituals and healers and that kind of thing. If yes, if you have someone who's, I mean, I'm again, we kind of generalize, I'm, I'm an alpha female and I'm a go getter and I'm a very, very competitive person, but I have, you know, it, it, this 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 made me happier compared to me competing, getting the A star. Like, you know, even though all my life I've been, I'm the A star student and I, I have been competitive yet, This gives me more happiness, but you've been coming aware of it and knowing how to cater to your audience. I think that is the key from what I'm understanding from you and from, you know, and this is why I share the example of Joe Dispenza's retreat, because there was no reward in terms of physical reward. It was all spiritual and energetic reward, and everyone received it and everyone was more than happy. And, you know, myself included, I, I loved it. That was the highlight of my day, you know, three days, actually, we did it for three days in a row. And, um, it's, it's one of those things. So being aware of how to support your audience in a way that they learn and enjoy as well. I think that's what I have heard from you, right?
1: Yeah, I think as well, there's something to consider. And I think it's very easy to hear something like this. And especially if you're new to it and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to try this. And then you try one thing and it doesn't work. And yeah. you give up. Okay. So the thing is, is this is test unknown. Even for me, like, and I've been doing it with lots of different people. I've been doing it in lots of different programs. I've been doing it for lots of different courses, all this kind of stuff. Even for me, when we work with the client, we'll give them the initial consultation document. They'll go and do it. And then we have follow-up meetings. We go, right, what's not working for your audience? What's completely fallen on its bum? Like what's not working at all? What needs a bit of tweaking? And then we change it because not everything's going to work straight away. And just because it doesn't get a reaction the first time doesn't mean that if you tweaked it, it wouldn't get a a good reaction the second time. So please don't expect everything to work straight away when you try this out. It's not a miracle cure for whatever your problems are. But also, bearing in mind, you know, in that experience, there was over 2000 odd people. There's bound to be one or two who came out of it and was like, actually, that wasn't quite what I expected. And that is nothing to do with the organisers. Yeah. That is nothing to do with how amazing the experience was. It's just that the, the the kinds of things that they find fun and rewarding and interesting weren't what was there. And was exactly. Present. You're yeah, never going to have... Uh, it hit the mark with everybody all the time so you know you're never going to get 100% of the people through your course
0: yeah you just not
1: like yeah. you know life things happen if nothing else sometimes things happen and people just can't commit at that time yeah. so yeah. I think probably what I'm trying to say is be kind to yourself and
0: don't expect 100% all the time oh, wonderful and on that note we're going to wrap up so Kimber, how can we connect you where can we find you on the internet Um, So we're at Kimber Digital Everywhere. So uh, I spend most of my time on Instagram and Facebook.
1: And we're going to be opening up um, a gamified Facebook group for business owners
0: called The Business Game. So do come and join us there. Oh, wonderful. If you're listening to us on the podcast and the links that Kimba has just mentioned will be on the show notes and if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have the links to uh, that she just mentioned to go check her out. I think she'll be in a brilliant addition to your business um, and see how she, you can use Kimber's skills to gamify your programs and your workshops to allow your audience to have a better experience from you. But on that note, thank you so much, Kimba, for being such an amazing guest. We've learned so much from you. I definitely have. It's been a new concept to me. Um, I think experts of it I've probably already introduced. I just didn't know the term, but I'm, I'm now looking forward to introducing it at a, at a greater level. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been lots of fun. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening to me and Kimba today on Money Talkies. I will be back on another Money Talkies segment, finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website,